This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 3-1 pitch, swing and a drive. Deep to right field, way up there, way out of here. Goodbye, baseball. Eight strikeouts for the King tonight and make it... 23 consecutive scoreless innings for Felix. Strike three called on the outside corner, and there it is. It's time for the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Kyle Seager, that just happened. Thank you very much. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. Uh, welcome into the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Gary Hill back with you. Thanks for being here once again. As uh, This was a tough three-game series. As the Mariners right now on the seesaw a little bit. Sweeping aside Baltimore in four games, but now swept by Houston on the road in three. And it was a heartbreaker yesterday for the Mariners. Houston jumped all over the M's early on in the ball game. Three in the first, one in the second, one in the third. Wade LeBlanc getting the start, who had been excellent in his first two starts, didn't have his command, lasted three and a third, and gave up five runs, four earned. So the Astros off to a nice head start in the ball game, but then the Mariners in the fourth inning, they played some serious long ball. The 0-1 pitch, swing and a well-hit ball, deep to right field, Springer going back, and it is gone! Goodbye baseball, and there it is, Robbie Cano with his 20th home run of the season. It's the Astros 5 and the Mariners 1. That is the seventh time in Robbie's career. He has hit 20 or more home runs. The 2-2 to Seager. Swing and a high fly ball deep to right field. This one is going and going. It is gone. Upper deck in right field. Kyle Seager with his 17th home run of the year with Nelson Cruz aboard. That's one way to extend your inning streak to nine games. Holy smokes, what a shot by Seager. And it's now the Astros 5 and the Mariners 3. The 1-2. Swing and a well-hit ball deep to right field. Springer back looking up. Goodbye baseball. Dang, holy. With an opposite field. Home run to right. His 12th of the year. For the Mariners, their third home run here in the top of the fourth inning. And now it's a one-run ball game. It's the Astros 5 and the Mariners 4. Day-ho! Robinson Cano, number 20 on the season. What a first half the All-Star is having. Incredible. 20 home runs in the first half. Kyle Seager, 17 home runs in the first half. That's the most home runs he's had in a first half of the season. In fact, he's just one home run shy of the most a Mariners third baseman has ever had in the first half of a season. 
Jim Presley did it twice. He clubbed 18 home runs uh, in two separate years. So Kyle Seager closing in on that as well. So it was a new ball game in the fourth uh, inning as the Mariners put four on the board, just trailing by one. Houston comes back, though, with two more in the sixth off the bullpen. Nathan Carnes came in in relief. He gave up two runs, one earned, and two and two-thirds innings. But again in the seventh inning, the Mariners storm back once again. And again, it was a long ball. Seth Smith, who has hit a barrage of them lately, he goes deep. Police delivers. Fastball swung on, drilled deep to left center field. Gomez looking up, and it is gone! Seth Smith with a three-run homer ties this baby up in the seventh inning. It's 7-7, Houston and Seattle. Smitty with home run number 11. It takes his RBI count to 41 as he hit it up over the garage doors out in left center field. A new ball game here in the seventh. So at that point, a 7-7 ball game. Diaz is on. And a little bit of history for Diaz, who fanned 11 hitters in a row, which is simply remarkable. But in his second inning of work, he actually showed he is human. And he gave up a long ball as the Astros took the lead in the eighth inning. The 2-2 on the way. Swing and a well-hit ball deep to right field. Goodbye baseball upper deck. Luis Valbuena with his 11th home run of the year. And it comes with Marisnik aboard. And the Astros now lead it 9-7 here in the bottom of the eighth inning. What do we say all the time? Valbuena, Valbuena, Valbuena. So to the ninth we go, and the Mariners draw a couple of walks off of Gregerson, who was on to try and close this one. And then Cano smashes one off the wall to drive home a run. Gregerson will look back, and he delivers. Swing and a well-hit ball deep to left field. Rasmus back to the wall, and this one is off the top of the fence. Ronnie third, Martin heading home. He will score Robertson to third. The throw to third, not in time. Robbie Cano in its second with an RBI double. The Mariners keep coming back. They keep coming back, and it now is a one-run ball game. So with one out, runners on second and third, but Nelson Cruz fans, he can't get the Tiger on home. And then Day Ho Lee, the game would end on a check swing. The one-two pitch on the way to Lee. Check swing. Does he go? Yes, he does. Strike three. And a breaking ball down and away, and the ball game is over. The Houston Astros hang on and win it tonight by a score of 9-8. And the Astros sweep the Mariners in this three-game series. So a real tough one for the Yams. They put eight runs on the board, allowed ten hit, uh, pick up ten hits in the ball game. But the Astros one run better, 9-8, and sweep aside the Mariners. That's a tough one. No, he, he didn't, you know, didn't have his best stuff tonight. And... You know, fell behind the count on some guys, and you know they they hit some balls. I mean, he, you know, with what he features when he goes out there, he's got to be, he's got to be on. And uh, you know, wasn't wasn't a good night for him. It's got, you had the guy you wanted in there in the eighth inning, and just didn't. Yeah, it didn't didn't happen. You know, uh, he made a, a pitch in a bad spot. You know, it's baseball. You know, unfortunately, uh, we got caught by it tonight. He didn't execute. You know, he had a couple strikes on of a buena and got the ball down and in. You know, we didn't want to go there. It wasn't by design, but, you know, it happened. He yanked it in there, and, you know, give him credit, he hit it out of the ballpark. You know, we uh, lived by the home run tonight, and we got we got burnt by the home run. And then in the ninth, before you had the guys up, you would like to have up. Yeah, you know, we really we, we battled. I thought our offense did a good job tonight. Obviously, we got some big hits and big home runs. 
but you know we kept the pressure on you know second third one out you know liking our chances but you know didn't get it done you know they they, they played better than us uh, they executed better you know the airs hurt us tonight you know gave up some unearned runs but uh you know our offense did, did compete well tonight and, and gave us a chance so you, you pushed Diaz a little bit there going that second inning. Do you feel like he was just the best guy in that situation? Yeah, you know, when you come back, you get the big three-run homer. It's a game that I felt, you know, we should go for it. And, uh, you know, he run him out there in the seventh, pretty clean inning. Uh, you know, the walk to A.J. Reed, you know, got a few extra pitches on him. But uh, I thought his stuff was fine. I mean, he was throwing the ball good. Uh, just, you know, he's been our guy lately. He's been hot, and he, he's gotten through those spots. It just, just didn't happen tonight. Did Springer at bat take something out of him? Yeah, it was a long at bat, tough one. Uh, you know, got to give Castro credit, the big double. Uh, he battled, you know, Springer, and, and I thought we were in a good spot with Valbueno. And, you know, thinking about if we could have got through him, get around Del Tuve to go get Correa and, you know, see what happens. But, uh you know, uh, they got the big hit. Meantime, Robinson can have a couple doubles, home run, and a couple walks. Yeah, Robbie, nice to see him swing the bat, you know, with some authority tonight. Uh, home run kind of got us going there, a little energized, and then Seeger hit the bomb, you know, to get us right back in the game. So, um, you know, nice to see those guys, um, you know, come up with some big hits, but it's not quite enough tonight. You have uh, Nelson Cruz there. You have Dave Hooley again, the bats that you want. Nelson's so good. Does he have to sometimes understand what they're trying to do to him, though? Oh, I think he does. He's a veteran player. He knows Gregerson and, and kind of what his pitch is as a slider. But, you know, I've probably had one early in the count to hit. And after that, you know, Gregerson, you know, executed, uh, got the pitches where he wanted to. He's got a good, it's a good slider. That's why he's pitching at the end of the game in the major leagues. But, uh, you know, you got to get, get the ball in, in some spots in the zone. We can handle it. And, and we didn't. You know, we, we chased some balls late in the count. And, you know, that's, that's what happens, unfortunately. We've got to do a little bit better job there. Now the Mariners just a game above 500 at 43-42. and 42. And you look at it now, the one-run ball games. Mariners and Astros have actually played tied for the most one-run games played in the American League this year, 29 one-run games. The difference is the Astros are 15-14 and 14 in those one-run ball games. After really struggling to start the year in one-run games, they've been very good as of late. Meanwhile, the Mariners, 12-17 and 17 in one-run ball games. That is a big, big deficit, uh, especially compared to the Astros, who are a game above 500. But one-run games, close games, it's cost the M's, especially as of late. And now it's time with four games left before the All-Star break, playing the Kansas City Royals, another team in the mix, and a big series just in terms of trying to take that momentum into the All-Star break. Today's going to be tough. Paxton on the hill against Duffy, the lefty, who's got tremendous stuff and has been absolutely on fire. Now, Kansas City, though, a little shorthanded in this series. The defending World Series champions kind of limp home. Mike Moustakis already out with an ACL. Uh, Alex Gordon has been gone for a month. Uh, Salvador Perez was gone for a week. He should be back in this one, though. Lorenzo Cain on the DL with a hamstring. Of course, they just lost Wade Davis, their outstanding closer. So a team that's a little bit banged up. They've had some guys step up. But Danny Duffy has been their best starter in a rotation that has really struggled. Been one of the worst rotations in the American League in terms of ERA. But Duffy, two straight starts of eight innings or more for the first time in his career. 
Meanwhile, James Paxton, a couple of lefties with really great stuff will go at it, but the Mariners could use a really good series to end the first half. Still obviously in the mix, but really a little bit after the three-game sweep. Bullpen going to be shorthanded tonight. I'd be imagine they'd be without Diaz. Of course, Montgomery in the rotation now. He's going to throw on Sunday. So a little bit short in terms of guys who you would rely on late in the game. They could Obviously, this is going to go without saying. They could use some innings from James Paxton, too. And it's a rotation that's struggled the past few weeks. And I don't think when you look at the inconsistency from the Mariners, I think it goes hand in hand with the rotation they've been getting, uh, the starts they've been getting from the rotation. That being said, some good news on the horizon. Shannon Dreher with that as Felix Hernandez looks to be getting closer and closer and a really good step yesterday for the Mariners. Shannon Dreher here at Minute Maid Park where earlier today Felix Hernandez took the mound and threw 45 pitches in a sim game. How did it go? Well, I'll let the King tell you. That was, that was awesome. Right, why was that so awesome? No, it was pretty good to go back out there and face some hitters. Feels really good. Just to feel good, not to feel anything in my legs. Just to feel good. And last inning was 100. percent Last inning I picked up the intensity. It was it was way better. How did the pitches went? Pretty good. Pretty good. You was, happy? You were swinging a lot. Yeah, I was waiting for swings, but I mean, we uh, was tracking. Talked to O'Malley and asked how sharp it was. All right, Sean O'Malley. Just how sharp was Felix? Felix looked great, and you know, I had a chance to redeem myself. Last time I faced him, he struck me out twice. So. Unfortunately, actually, fortunately, he's, he's nastier than ever, and, you know, I can't wait to get him back. Okay, nastier than ever. You've seen him. What did you see today? He asked us to ask you how sharp he was. <laughs> he was locked in. I mean, everything moves. Uh, his fastball, I, I couldn't tell when it was a fastball. His changeup was, you know, moving left to right. I don't even know if it cuts, but it, I, don't, I don't know. Honestly, I'm baffled. He was just lights out, as always. Command-wise, where was that the first time up? Uh, it was good. Uh, I think he was putting the ball where he wanted to. Uh, he stayed away. You know, he didn't really try to come in until he, until he felt like he needed to, and uh, you know, execute those pitches. I know it was just a live BP, but you know, he was sharp, and uh, I think we're looking forward to him getting back and getting back on the bump. Did you see a difference with him in that last inning? I think he turned up the intensity a little bit more. His pitches had a little bit more late life to it, and uh, you know, um, it was nice to see that actually. Uh, to actually see him throttle down on it and see how it respond, and you know he came off feeling great, so uh, that was that was huge. How much were you tracking, and how much were you okay? I, I do think I can hit this. Uh, the first first couple rounds, especially right-handed. When I got in the right-handed, I wasn't swinging. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that in a while. He actually buckled <laughs> me on a curveball. Um, but uh, my last round, I was I was committed to swinging, and uh, you know even even some of the pitches he said that were coming, I still couldn't hit them. So. Uh, <laughs> That's a good sign for him. Now, it looks like you did get one. Was that a hit to left field? Uh, the floater, maybe, maybe not, but I did square one up. So one out of 45 is not too bad, I guess, for him. And did you ask for the ball? That's what it looked like. Yeah, I was. I was asking, see if you could sign and authenticate it for me because the last last time I faced him, it was, uh, it was not pretty on my behalf. <laughs> As for pitching coach Mel Stottlemyre Jr., he was actually a little surprised with what he saw from Felix. He's amazing. You know, you look at other guys kind of go through what he's gone through and and to jump up and, and throw 45, 50 pitches and have that kind of command, you know, says a lot about him. But uh, 
we felt felt real good, Scott and I. You know, we're watching the ball come out of his hand and him do his thing. That's what we couldn't quite see where we were. So the command was there. The command was very good. In fact, it, it was a better slider than I've seen him. Uh, you know, throw earlier. It was tighter spin and better spots. He was behind the ball. I know he's happy to be out there, and we, we were very pleased with the way that it was coming out of his hand. Most of the time, when you see guys go through like their first time out and they're throwing in a, a sim game or a live situation, they'll they'll feel their way through. But there there wasn't any of that. He got out there and, and uh, he got after it. His his third time through, his last 15 to 18 pitches, he turned the dial up. You know, with Felix, he's uh, like I said, he's amazing. Never seen a guy take that much time off, and then go go out and and to be able to to execute and paint his stuff. You know, I called him Picasso today because he really was. He had his paintbrush out. He was he was in good spots, and you would have you would have thought that this guy was just, you know, it was another day for him. He was out in another game and, and facing hitters and had no downtime. Pretty amazing. We need him back. We need him healthy too. The plan now is for Felix to throw in Everett on Sunday, then with the Rainiers on the 15th. And if all goes well, he should make his return July 20th at Safeco Field against the White Sox. And it was some history for Edwin Diaz. He fanned 11, did give up the two-run home run. But overall, he has been outstanding. Uh, Pushed himself to the highest strikeout rate in the American League for pitchers that have thrown as many games as he had. And really one of the differences, his slider, his fastball as well out of the bullpen has been electric. Chance to catch up with Edwin Diaz. Edwin, you look at all your success so far in the major leagues. Has it even surprised you how effective you have been out of the bullpen so far in the big leagues? Uh, yeah, a little bit, you know, because when I when I got the call out here, you know, I was thinking it would be a little bit tougher for me pitching like to the best hitter in the, in the world. And, but I just come here to do my job, and, you know, I got a good result. What has worked so well for you here? Uh, I come on my fastball, both sides of the play, up and, and down, you know, and I start throwing my slider better, my last couple of starts, mm-hmm. and that helped me a lot. How, how has the slider progressed in your career? Uh, right now, I think it's the, the best slider I, I got. I changed the grip. Like when I, when I get here, I try throwing the new grip, and now I think that's my best slider. Your fastball numbers are pretty overwhelming when you look at the miles per hour. How much harder do you throw it out of the bullpen as opposed to when you were a starter? Uh, now, you know, out of the bullpen, I throw like 101. As a starter, I threw 93, 95. Mm-hmm. Touch 97 sometimes, but pretty much 92, 95. Is it just a matter of you know you're only going to face three, four, five, six batters, so you let it go a little bit more? Uh, I think more. I feel more in the game. I I, I feel uh, too excited for pitching. <laughs> Maybe that that's why I, I I start throwing hard. I'd be excited for pitching too, throwing 100 miles per hour. How has the adjustment been to the bullpen? You haven't been there all that long. Uh, you know, I, I I made the adjustment quick when I got in Double A. They told me and. I, I set my mind to win the bullpen. They told me my first, like, my first couple, couple outing from the bullpen that they told me, hey, you will pitch today. Mm-hmm. And then after that, they told me, hey, you, you need to be ready at any moment. And I set my mind, and I feel pretty good. Do you miss anything about starting? Uh, maybe, but I feel, I feel really, really comfortable in the bullpen right now. 
How do you feel in a game like last night, at a close ball game, facing a very good team, when you help in late innings get your team a win? How does that make you feel? Mm, I feel good. You know, I come here to help the team to win. That, that's what I want. You know, I, I, and I do my job. That, I feel happy for that because I come here to win games. Is there anything you're looking to improve on with what you're doing right now? Yeah, I try to improve more my, my changeup. I want to uh, start throwing changes too, you know. I need to keep working on that, and when I feel comfortable, start throwing the game. Has there been any big adjustment to the big league level? Uh, I think the hitters is better approaching the play, you know. They they can hit the hard fastball, you know. That's why I need to get, like, two more pitches, off the pitches, you know. But pretty much I go attack attack the hitter and let it, let it hit. Well, it's certainly been fun to watch. Thank you for the time and congratulations thank on you, a great man. start. Thank you, thank you. When I first stepped inside the kingdom and and I, I thought it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life, uh, and that was way before opening night because I'd, I'd come up here and I'd, I'd gone over there to have a look at it, but it was it was a marvel to me. Uh, and uh, up until June of 1999 when we said goodbye, it it was not a wart to me. It was a... As I said in my goodbye speech, it was a it was a beautiful lady and will always be. And I, and there are times when I miss it, but we now we have the best, uh, you know, best stadium in baseball in Safeco Field. But you know, for twenty three and a half years, that was home, and uh, and I didn't mind it at all. Boy, the baseballs flew out of there, and we had the magic year of ninety five, which we can talk about. The thing of it is, I'm I'm just just kind of meandering here a lot. But when we got back from spring training, there was the there was a parade down Fourth Avenue in the old vintage cars and convertibles and things like that. And as I recall, uh, there were several people along Fourth Avenue. It, it, I don't recall it being standing room only, to tell you the truth. It wasn't an overwhelming welcome back from spring turning, but it was a nice welcome back from spring turning. But I'll never forget opening night. Opening night was something altogether. Because it was a you know a sellout crowd and it was the first game, and 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 I said and I said to Les Smith I said, whatever you do, please, please, videotape the first game and all the first game festivities and do the first game on video. And I'll be darned, nobody can find that first game. It wasn't. They can find the first pitch. Nobody can find the entire first game. It was videotaped. I don't know if the Angels broadcast it or not. But they never did it, and we can't find it. However, a man did, as Kevin, our producer knows, did hand me a tape of the first game, audio version of our first broadcast. Otherwise, we wouldn't have ever had a record of that. But uh, I do remember Jerry Remy stepping into... Uh, into the batter's box, and Diego Segui throwing that first pitch, and we were underway, got shut out the first game, got out, shut out the second game, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, here we go, and ironically, it was a, the first series was a five-game series against the Angels, and uh, we ended up winning two of them, but to win the third game, won the third game, and then uh, won two of the five games, and we were underway. And that first, uh, the first year is something that you just can't recapture. You know, if you if you go on 162, you still have to have a record of it. I would think, at least that was my way of thinking, and I think I've proven to be right. But uh, little did I know that I'd be sitting here 31 years later, talking about that night, and reviving some of the most magical memories that that started this this franchise. It was a magic time up here. 
with uh, people just after being quite frankly screwed since 1969 by losing the one Major League franchise they had by Major League Baseball to reintroduce Major League Baseball. People have always asked me from day one, and it was one of the first questions that was asked me when I came up here, do you think Seattle is a baseball town? Well, having said a bit of the of the history of the Pacific Coast League, I knew it was a great baseball town, uh, and, and I always answered the same way. If you give the team, if you give the fans up here a competitive team, I'm not saying win the pennant every year. I'm not saying win, you know, the World Series, but be competitive, you know, be around 500, be in the pennant come August and September, have something to talk about. You're darn right. This is fertile territory up here, and I, I know I've been proven right since that time way back in when I was first asked that in the winter of uh, of 1977. It is a great baseball territory up here, and it will always be. So we've, we've got a new stadium. We have had incredible times up here in the 30 years that we've been here. I'm just incredibly proud to have been a big part of it. See you later! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.